everyone, Monday morning, grand rising. If you want to start your week off with a more positive mindset, then continue to watch this live. We're going to be reading from At Your Command today. I believe it's by Neville Goddard. This one is, talks a lot about wording in the Bible and things like that. And that ruffles some people's feathers. And guess who doesn't care? This person. I do things the way that I like to do them. I interpret things the way that I like to interpret them. And I encourage you to also do the same. There's too many people that walk around with this herd mentality and think that they have everything figured out. None of us have it figured out. This is our own fucking life and we do what we want in it, right? We're not following people. We're having our own thoughts. That's what's most important to me in life is having my own thoughts. Learning my own perspectives. Not just following what people say or things that I've been taught. Because if anyone knows anything about anything, we know that our history was rewritten. So then I always ask the question, if you know history was rewritten, that means your religion was part of that. That means the Bible was part of that. The Bible's been rewritten we don't even know how many times. So let's take accountability for how our reality unfolds. By us creating our reality ourselves and not just following what other people tell us to do because that is known as herd mentality so as much as people want to talk about others that were sheep and that followed doing this and they didn't ask any questions well i beg to ask the question to those same people why don't you question your religion why don't you question the things that you were taught in school that's my question. And it's an interesting one. The reason why I start out with that is because we're going to be talking about Bible stuff and it triggers a lot of people. And I'm not here to trigger you. I'm here to answer, ask questions. I'm here to expand your mind, hopefully, and create creators. We are creators by nature, by our own consciousness. Whatever is in your reality is your perception of reality and it is a projection of your inner world. And many of us are looking at the same outer world. Why? Because we're given propaganda. We're given schooling. We're given all these things that allow us to all think the same way. So if we all think the same way, that must mean that it's true, right? If we're all taught the same history, that must mean that the history is true, right wrong we already we already know history has been rewritten part of our history is where religion comes into play christianity is the newest religion and when you talk about these things it makes a lot of people uncomfortable why are you so closed-minded that you don't even question your beliefs that you were taught. You are born. None of us were born with these beliefs. We were taught and programmed and conditioned to have these beliefs. We weren't taught to understand how our consciousness works. We've been programmed to believe this is just the way life works. So why don't we question that? Why aren't we allowed to question where our religion came from? 
and who we choose to worship and why that is. Those who win the conquest get the right to the history books. I'm speaking from my mind. That's where I'm speaking from. Benny, I agree with you. Um, okay, so I'm going to read one quote. Then we're going to get into the book called At Your Command by Neville Goddard. Uh, Neville Goddard was born in like 1903 or something or very close around either the very late 1800s. I think Joseph Murphy was 1898 and Neville was around the early 1900s. So he's been talking about this type of stuff since then. And I absolutely love his perspective on it. If it doesn't resonate with you, take what you like or don't. Okay, so um, this is a quote by Bashar. You don't change the world that you're in. You change yourself through your actions, through your knowingness, through your energy, through your behaviors, and you shift yourself to a parallel world that's already reflective of the world that is represented of the changes that you made within yourself. You don't change the world out here. You change the world in here. The scariest place for us to go is within. Because then what? We have to take accountability for who we are. We have to take accountability for the things that are unraveling in our life. And it's so much easier to look out here and try to change this, try to change that person. And this person is an asshole. And I don't like the way that this is. And why do I always have bad luck? If we turn that blame that we're pointing out in this direction and we point it back this way, we understand that we create all these things. We are, most of us are not conscious creators, but we're creators. Once you become conscious of the things that you're creating in your inner world, which is your inner beliefs, you understand that you reflect that outward. <laughs> Here we are again. So we reflect our innermost, I'm going to call them desires, and they're not desires because most of them are unfavorable desires, and we reflect them outward. It is what I truly believe about myself that is reflected into my outside world. My family never had money, so I'm not going to ever have money. I just accept my life the way it is. I have a mediocre life. I'm not happy, but this is just the way it is. These are just the cards that I've been dealt. That is a victim mentality, and that is not you taking responsibility for why your life is the way that it is. Because no one has to live the life that they're living right now if that's not truly what you want. But if you become a victim to that reality, you will only come from a state of victimhood. And you'll never be able to have the things that you truly want because you're not taking responsibility for yourself. You blame your family. Oh, my family was immigrants and they were always poor, so I'm always going to be poor. That's not taking responsibility for your life and your consciousness. So if you want to be a conscious creator, if you want to help be a change in the world, you have to change yourself. There's no, there's no other way. You have to change self. That's it. So we're going to go into at your command. And <laughs> I feel like a unicorn some days. Um, okay, so the story of creation is given us in digest form in the first chapter of John. In the beginning was the word. Now this very second is the beginning spoken of. It is the beginning of an urge, a desire. 
The word is the desire swimming around your consciousness seeking embodiment. In the beginning was the word. What the hell does that mean? The word. The word of your consciousness. Everything is created through consciousness. In the beginning was the word. What word? Your idea, your consciousness. The urge of itself has no reality. For I am, or the awareness of being, is the only reality. The only reality that can exist is your I am. I am is all over the Bible. I am is God. And God doesn't judge whether we are, I am fat, I am ugly, I am a loser, I am wealthy, I am healthy. Consciousness has no judgment. It just is. Which is how so many things on this earth are allowed to be that are evil because consciousness has no judgment. I am the most evil man in the world. I am worthy. Whatever your I am is. Things live only as long as I am aware of being them. So if you're aware of, say, I'm so poor. For your whole life, I'm so poor. Like, we're so poor. Our family is so poor. And you live like that your whole life. The only thing that you can see is being poor. And that's the only thing that will happen into your reality. Things live only as long as, as I am aware of being them. I am is in caps. And if I suddenly change my I amness on the inside and say, you know what? I'm sick of living like this. I'm sick of having a life of poverty. I'm sick of the way, this is just an example. And you completely change your mindset. I am wealthy. I am prosperous. I'm abundant in everything that I do. I am creating a multi-million dollar business. Once you change your I amness to that, you have that inner drive in you that no one can stop. So what happens? Things live only as long as I am aware of being them. So if you're no longer aware of I am poor, things live only as long as that. So if the I am poor, that's considered the old man or the old story. If that story, if you put that story to bed and now your only awareness is I am wealthy, I am abundant, I am happy, I am prosperous. Things live only as long as I am aware of being them. So if my awareness of being becomes wealth and abundance and happiness and joy, grateful, gratitude, then that's what is going to live in this world. So to realize one's desire, the second line of this first verse of John must be applied. That is, and the word was with God. The word or desire must be fixed or united with consciousness to give it reality. So let's read that sentence again. Hi, anybody that's joining. The word or desire must be fixed or united with consciousness to give it reality. So if your desire is, I am loved every single day. I am loved every single day. It must be united with your consciousness to give it reality. So if you're saying that I am loved every single day, and then the rest of the day you're negative and you're like, nobody likes me, I'm alone, I'm by myself. That's not being united with your consciousness. There is no um, equal pattern there. Because one thing is here and the other thing is here. They, they are never going to meet one another. 
But if your word and desire is fixed with your consciousness and that you truly believe, like, I am so loved and I am so appreciated, right? That is how we give things reality, is when our words and desires are fixed or united with consciousness. The awareness becomes aware of being the thing desired, therefore, or thereby nailing itself upon the form of conception or conception and giving life unto its conception or resurrecting that which was heretofore a dead or unfulfilled desire. Two shall agree as touching anything and it shall be established on earth. That's a quote. That's a quote. This agreement is never made between two persons. It is made between the awareness and the thing desired. So I'm just going to read that again. Two shall agree as touching anything, and it shall be established on earth. And again, we're not agreeing between two people touching. We're agreeing between awareness and the thing desired. So our consciousness and the thing desired have to touch one another. They have to be on the same frequency. They have to be in harmony with each other. So when you really start to believe, I'm so important, I'm so loved, I'm so abundant, I'm so grateful, the desire... And the awareness, which is our consciousness, have to touch. And then we bring it into our three-dimensional reality. It's all about just changing your whole perspective, changing your mindset, changing the things that you believe about your life and about yourself. You are now conscious of being. So you're actually saying to yourself without using the words, I am. Now, if it is a state of health that you are in desire of attaining... Before you have any evidence of health in your world, you begin to feel yourself to be healthy. And the very second the feeling I am healthy is attained, the two have agreed. So the second that you start taking action in your mind and you embody it, like I, I feel so healthy. I feel so, Even though it's not reflecting it into your reality, maybe you still feel like shit. But in your mind and in your consciousness, you are saying, well, you're just affirming I'm sad. You said, I am sad. You can only be that which you are conscious of being. So if you're saying that I am sad, why did this girl lie to me about not having social media? Obviously, that person may have something to hide, but what's the bigger question is, is Will, is that what you expect of people that come into your life? Do you expect them to not be honest and truthful and trustworthy? Are you manifesting that into your reality because that's what you believe, that no one ever is really um, honest with me? People aren't honest with me. People always show up and they leave. If that is your inner core belief, Will, then people are going to reflect that in your reality. They're going to lie to you. They're not going to be honest with you. They're not going to show up for you as the person that maybe that you want. I've known her for a few months. But what, again, going back to your beliefs about yourself, what do you believe that you deserve in a relationship? Do you believe that people come to you and they're pure and they're honest all the time? They're loving? Or do you believe people come and they go, I'm chosen but not always chosen? Right? It's all according to your beliefs. It's not, it's not a matter of what it, whether it happened to me or not. Because if that did happen to me, which I don't think that it has. No, it's, that's never happened to me. But have other things manifested in my reality that I didn't like? Yes, but it was all according to what I believe. If I believe certain things about a person, they can only show up as that. If I believe that people don't show up for me, people aren't honest, 
People have a habit of lying to me all the time. People have a habit of cheating on me. I'm always cheated on. I'm always left. I'm always abandoned. That is the only thing that I can then create in my reality because that is what I am conscious of being. That is my I amness. I am left. I am not chosen. I am cheated on. I am not loved. I am not worthy of being honest to. Okay. You are ever sent into expression by your awareness. And your expression is ever that which you were aware of being. So you are ever sent into expression. Our expression is our three-dimensional world. And it's by our awareness. So if we're aware of being, again, cheated on, abandoned, not loved, not happy. You are ever sent into expression. Our three-dimensional world is always an expression of our awareness. And your expression is ever that which you're aware of being. If that's what I'm aware of being, that's the only thing I can express. I could manifest an amazing person come into my life. And I can also manifest that they cheat on me. And they manifest that they leave me. That's it. Again, Moses stated, I am that I am. Now, here's something to always bear in mind. You cannot put new wine into old old bottles or new patches upon old garments. That is, you cannot take with you into the new consciousness any part of the old man. The old man is your old story. The old man will always come back and say, see, this person that was always going to leave you. See, you're not worthy of that. You'll never be able to afford that. That's the old man. That's coming to tell your old story. You cannot take with you into your new state of consciousness. If you really want to change, you cannot take any part of your old story with you. That is difficult as a task, but it gets easier the more and more you work on this. The more and more you repeat your affirmations. I'm worthy of everything amazing. I am abundant in every single thing that I do. I'm making $10,000 a week. Whatever your I amness is, you take that with you in every single step of your way when you want to change your level of consciousness and focus. All of your present beliefs, fears, and limitations are weights that bind you to your present level of consciousness. If you would transcend this level, you must leave behind all that is now your present self. If your present self is this person's not honest with me, this person didn't tell me about their social media, this person doesn't show up for me, That is your old story. If you try to take that with you into your new state of consciousness, you can only attract that which you are aware of being. To do this, take your attention away from all of your now problems or limitations and dwell upon just being. That is you silently, you say silently but feelingly to yourself, I am. What is your I am? I am so lucky. I'm so fortunate. I'm a magnet to people. I am so loved. I am cherished. I'm chosen all the time. Do not condition this awareness as yet. Just declare yourself to be and continue to do so until you are lost in the feeling of just being faceless and formless. When this expansion of consciousness is attained, Then, within this formless deep of yourself, give form to the new conception by feeling yourself to be that which you desire to be. You will find within this deep of yourself all things to be divinely possible. Everything in the world which you can conceive of being is to you, within this present formless awareness, a most natural attainment. When we understand our word is our want, 
Our word is literally our magic wand. And we can literally create anything with our word. The invitation given us in the scriptures is to be absent from the body and be present with the Lord. The body being your former conception of yourself and the Lord your awareness of being. If God is consciousness and we all have consciousness within us, then we are God in this bodily form. So if we are God and God can do anything create anything, then we are also conscious creators of God. This is where it freaks people out because people don't want to claim their power. They don't want to claim that they're powerful, that we are all part of God. If we are all unity consciousness and we're all one and consciousness is a part of God, then why would you say that you are not God? This is what is meant when Jesus said to Nicodemus, Ye must be born again, for except ye be born again, for he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That is, except you leave behind your present conception of yourself and assume the nature of the new birth, you will continue to outpicture your present limitations. If you leave behind your old story of who that you are now, leaving it behind, because you want to be a conscious creator and you want to create things without limitation, then you have to leave your old body behind and embody the Lord, which is your consciousness. Ugh. It's water with some chlorine dioxide in it. <clears throat> the only way to change your expressions of life is to change your consciousness. For consciousness is the reality that eternally solidifies itself in the things round about you. Man's world in its every detail is his consciousness outpictured. I can say this every single week until I'm blue in the face. Man's world in its every detail is his consciousness outpictured. Our world is nothing but a reflection, our outer world is nothing but a reflection of the inner world, what's going on inside of us. People that we call in, experiences that we have. There is something within us. Whether we are constantly victimized in our three-dimensional world, there is something within us that believes that we're a victim. There is something within us. It's like people that always have traumatic things happen to them. All the time, without fail. Without fail, something traumatic is always happening to this person. Just like, how does this person just have such bad luck? How do all these bad things just constantly happen to this one person? It has nothing to do with luck. It has to do with your consciousness. Because a lot of people ask this, and I didn't understand this at first. Well, what about someone that was raped? And again... And it's not because someone is asking for this to happen to them. What is in your awareness that has caused you to be, be victimized in such a traumatic way? Were they other experiences as a child? Because a lot of people that I've heard stories of that have had these traumatic things happen to them oftentimes have had a traumatic childhood. They've been abused, whether it's physically, sexually, verbally, emotionally. And then throughout their life, 
continues to have these really traumatic experiences. And when we're, we don't have awareness of our consciousness and we keep attracting these things to happen to us, we feel like such a victim. We feel horrible that these things, why do these things keep happening to me? Why does this happen to me? And when you aren't aware of the consciousness, you can't change it. So many people that have bad things just always happen to them all the time. It's because that is what their awareness of being is. Their awareness of being is that I'm not worthy. I can't trust anybody. The world is not trustworthy. I'm always hurt. I'm always distraught. And it's a very difficult topic to discuss. But when you think about it from a point of consciousness, that which we are aware of being, that these things are magnetized to us because that is what we are aware of being. And again, it's a hard topic to discuss because nobody wants to hear that. But it's what it's not saying that you're a bad person. It's not saying that you're weak. It's not saying any of those things. But when we have these programmings, say from when you're a child and you were molested or things like that happened to you, you are conscious of that. You are conscious of that, that you're violated. I am violated. I am not taken care of. I'm not able to trust. I have no one. I am alone. We have all these things, these beliefs within us. I didn't make this up. This is just the way consciousness works. We are a magnet to the things that we believe. So can these scenarios happen based on our programming? Yes. So someone said, I have these beliefs. Watch the series, The Crowded Room. The actress that plays the psychiatrist explains this so well. Bad spirits get attracted to fear. It's the same thing when, you know, uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, or whomever, detectives, they say that people or predators look for those that have this weakness in them, this energy, this weak energy, uncertain energy. They won't go after a person that they know is going to fight back. And you can tell energetically when you're walking down the street, just looking at people, you can tell how a person thinks or feels about themselves. Just looking at them, the way they walk, the way they present themselves, the energy that they give off. There are certain people that you see walking down the street. You're like, oh, I'm not going to fuck with that person. They just have the energy that they will literally rip your head off. And then there is, <laughs> and then there's other people that you can tell they kind of walk with their shoulders forward and their head down and like very not, just not confident, not strong. You can tell just by their posture, the type of person they are. So predators often go after people like this. Why are people like that? Why do people walk with their shoulders forward and their head down? Because they live in shame. They live in a state of victimhood. They live in a state of I'm not chosen and I'm sad and I had a bad upbringing and all these things. Those are our beliefs. So it's not because anybody is asking to be attacked or anything like that, but it is within the consciousness. When it's within the consciousness, people read energy. Energy doesn't lie. So it's just a very interesting perspective to look at things in that way that we are all that we are conscious of being. Yes, she was explaining it like it was a neon sign to predators, poignant scene in the series. Everything goes back to our consciousness. That's posture, 
is the body trying to protect the heart chakra. I see it all the time in my work. How can we change our thoughts into the things that we want? Okay. So let's just give you an example. On Saturday, I had the worst migraine ever. I felt like I was going to throw up all day. Like it was so bad. It felt like I was being hit in the head with a hammer. Finally used my patches, but it was still there, right? It still woke me up. The patches took it away like 75%, I'd say. But at 2 o'clock in the morning, it was like my whole head, there was like a ring of it, right? So I was like, I'm going to get this frequency. I'm, I'm answering your question. I'm going to listen to a frequency. I'm going to look up migraine frequency. So if you go on YouTube, you can find any of these frequencies. So I looked up the migraine frequency, and it's just like certain sounds on a frequency that help to heal emotional things, heal anything, reprogram your subconscious mind. There's affirmations that all night long as you're sleeping and you're reprogramming your subconscious mind. So that's one way to change your thoughts. And it's very easy because you're asleep, but your subconscious mind is awake listening to these things. I am amazing. I am wonderful. I am cherished. I'm in the most amazing relationship. I am wealthy. Like there's different um, frequencies or affirmation tapes that you can listen to for abundance, for love, for all these things, right? For trauma, and while you're asleep, it's reprogramming the mind. So I was listening to this migraine frequency. Within 10 minutes, the migraine was nearly gone. I was listening to a frequency. My mind was listening to a frequency about migraines. This is how powerful the mind is. And it's that easy to reprogram. So if you want to change your thoughts, another thing is, is write down five affirmations of Things that you want in your life. I'm in such an amazing relationship. I am always loved and cherished. I am chosen by my partner. I am in the most faithful and loyal relationship, right? Write those down. Put them in your phone as a reminder. Let them come up every hour or every half hour, whatever it is that you need, right? And repeat them. Whenever you have negative thoughts that come into your life or into your mind, just repeat those affirmations all the time. Someone else, there is some um, coach that I worked with at one point probably like a year or two ago. And he said to put a rubber band around your wrist. And every time you have a bad thought, you pull the rubber band, you hit yourself with it. It's immediately going to take you out of that. And then you just read your affirmations, whatever they are. Um, scripting is another one. So this is all about changing the thoughts, right? Changing the thoughts, changing the thoughts. When you write out your scripting, you're writing out like your perfect day or what your perfect life is in the present moment. I have the most amazing home, dream home that I can ever possibly think of. I am in the most beautiful relationship and we are so in love and he is loyal to me. My job is perfect. I make X amount of dollars. Very, very specific, right? About your perfect day without limitations. There are no limitations in creation. The only limitations we have are limitations that we give our own mind. So if we limit ourselves to be like, oh, I can never make that amount of money. Okay, I'll just make um, 500 a day instead of 3,000 a day. Whatever it is, I'm just giving an example. Oh, I wish I could have that car, but it's too expensive. So I don't, you don't believe that you could ever have these things. There is no limitation in the mind. So get out of your limitations. When you're writing your affirmations, when you're writing your scripting, there are no limitations. <clears throat> the next thing is, is um, your visualizations. You can literally do like a 10 minute guided meditation. If you have a hard time focusing, find on YouTube, there's a 10 minute guided meditation about manifesting a relationship, about manifesting um, your perfect job about manifesting more money, about manifesting happiness. Literally, this is how we change our thoughts and our mindset. The only way to change your expressions of life is to change your consciousness. This is how we change our consciousness. 
Um, okay, for consciousness is the reality that eternally solidifies itself in the things round about you. Man's world in its every detail. I think I already said this. Man's world in its every detail is his consciousness outpictured. You can no more change your environment or world by destroying things that you can that you can your reflection by destroying the mirror. Your environment and all within it reflects that which you are in consciousness. As long as you continue to be that in consciousness, so long will you continue to outpicture in your world. I don't fast. I don't fast because I starved myself most of my life. So I don't think fasting would be good for me. Right now in this point of my life, it's me trying to rebalance myself. So fasting is excellent. I will not fast at this time of my life because I've starved myself most of my life. I need as much nutrition as I could possibly get. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Knowing this, begin to revalue yourself. Man has placed too little value upon himself. In the book of Numbers, you will read, In that day there were giants in the land, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And we were in their sight as grasshoppers. This is a good one. This does not mean a time in the dim past when man had the stature of giants. Today is the day, the eternal now, when conditions round about you have attained the appearance of giants. So it's saying that in our sight were grasshoppers and in the land there were giants. And what does that mean? It means that we picture our problems to be so big. All of the I am's that we believe about ourselves, the negative I am's, I'm not worthy of this job. I'll never have this. I'm not happy. Why am I always sick? I am not healthy. My head hurts every single day. Why does my back hurt? We make these our giants and we feel like the grasshopper, which means that we feel that we are a victim to our reality. If we're a victim to our reality, everything else is the giant. And that giant is controlling the reality. Because is the grasshopper going to control the giant or is the giant going to control the grasshopper? The giant can just step on the grasshopper. The giant can throw the grasshopper out of the way. And if our consciousness is that big with all of our negative beliefs, it's going to tell you every day you're not worthy. You can't have this. Why are you so stupid? You'll never be that skinny. All of these things, those are the giants. Our thoughts are the giants. Our negative beliefs are the giants and they control everything that we do when you are a victim to your reality. But if you understand that the only thing that can be outpictured is what we are aware of being, then those giants become smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until they disappear. Right? Um, Okay. But you are told you were first in your own sight a grasshopper. Because of this, you were to the giants a grasshopper. In other words, you could only be to others what you are first to yourself. That's the thing about the Bible is it's like it's our own interpretation. Nobody can tell us whether it was true, if it didn't happen, or if it did happen. So we have so many people that just interpret them, ter- interpret the Bible in different ways. Right? You can only be to others what you were first to yourself. No, I don't really know a lot about the blood types, unfortunately. 
therefore, to revalue yourself and begin to feel yourself to be the giant, a center of power, is to dwarf these former giants and make of them grasshoppers. So that you become the giant. You become the creator of your reality. Not these thoughts. Not these things that got so out of control that they are giants. And it makes us feel that we are a victim to them as grasshoppers. All the inhabitants of the earth are as nothing. And he doeth according to his will in the armies of heaven. And among all the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand. Nor say unto him what. Okay, let's skip this part. <laughs> this being spoken of is not the orthodox God sitting in space, but the one and only God, the everlasting father, your awareness of being. So awake to the power that you are, not as man, but as your true self, a faceless, formless awareness and free yourself from your self-imposed prison. Okay, so that stuck out to me a lot and I'm going to read it again. So awake to the power that you are, not as man, but as your true self, a faceless, formless awareness. So if we are within our bodies, with our soul, our consciousness is, is a faceless and formless awareness. That means that we get to choose to be whatever we want. If we are faceless and formless, we get to choose to be whatever we want in this reality. We just borrowed this body to experience reality, right? So if we just borrowed this body, we get to choose what we do with our experience here. But this isn't what we're taught. We're taught that our experiences are just a result of how the world works and that you have no power over it. We are creators. So if we awaken to the power that we are, not as man, not as this body, but as our true self, which is faceless and formless awareness, and free yourself from your self-imposed prison. Whatever is in here, we, we feel that we are imprisoned by it. We feel that we're victimized by it. What's happening in this world, I'm victimized by it. But if we understand that we are just awareness, what is it that we're aware of? I'm aware that the world is a scary place. I'm aware that people kill and murder. I'm aware that there's evil everywhere. I'm aware that people are being poisoned. I'm aware of all these things. You can only become that which you are aware of being. Because once our consciousness leaves this, this body, this body no more exists. And your consciousness goes somewhere else. Your consciousness goes somewhere else to have another experience. So if we know that our awareness is, creates everything, how are you going to change it? What are you going to do? Literally, what are you going to do with your faceless and formless awareness? Because you can make that into anything. Our consciousness is like water. Water will take the shape of any container that it's put in. And it's the same thing with our consciousness. If your consciousness goes into the container of hate and evil and scary things and bad things happen to me and I'm victimized and I am not deserving and I am unworthy, then your consciousness which is your, your reality, the consciousness that you're aware of, that container is what takes shape. If you pour your consciousness into all those negative things, it takes that shape and form, just like water. If I pour water into this glass, it's going to take the shape of this glass. If I pour 
water into a, a square container, it's going to take the shape of a square container. If I pour it into a bottle of this shape, it's going to it's going to take that shape. And that's the same thing with our consciousness. Our consciousness will only take shape of the things that we're aware of being right in that container. You can have a container of love, abundance, gratitude, joy, happiness, and pour your consciousness into that every day. Pour your awareness into those positive things every fucking day. Or you can pour your awareness, your water awareness, into hate, self-loathing, ugly, fat. I'm a loser. I'm poor. I'm rejected. I'm not chosen. All those things. We literally get to choose. So awake to the power that you are, not as a man, as this body, but as your true, faceless, and formless awareness. We give form to our awareness by the things that we pour into whichever cup we choose. We're going to stop there today, and I think that's a good place to stop, but we literally get to choose what we are. And we get to free ourselves from our self-imposed prison that is consciousness. That's it. I'm going to be talking about this at my retreat. Um, we have such amazing speakers too. Like we're going to be talking all about this stuff. Um, my goal for my retreats is to change the mindset of people by the time that they leave. So that we know how powerful that we truly are. We know that the power lives within us. Rodney's going to be talking about you heal you. I'm going to be talking about the mind and consciousness. My sister's also going to be talking about manifestation and feeling is a secret. Johnny is going to be talking about consciousness. Ari is going to be teaching how to properly meditate. Joe Yee is going to be there. He's going to be talking about plant medicine and how life-changing it is. Lindsay Little is going to be there talking about emotion code and how to move stuck emotions from the body. Um, who am I missing? Neil. Neil is going to be talking about self-love. So we have so many, I know Kat, I can't wait either. We have so many really amazing topics and I cannot wait to experience it again for the second time this year. So I hope that you guys can be there. Um, you can go to nourishmysoulretreats.org. It may be used as a tax deductible because it is for a nonprofit organization. Um, Crystal SR2 is a discount code. We're going to be going live tonight talking about the retreat. Tomorrow is my birthday. So that's also exciting. Um, Self-love is the best love. Yes. So have an amazing, amazing start to your week. I hope that this is helpful. I will post this. And I'm sending you guys so much love. Have the most beautiful, beautiful day.